I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God. No. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Hey, I figured it out tonight. Roman Reigns looks like Jesus, wrestles like Mary, over like Pilate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm impressed. Nice. It's a takeoff from the old. It's the old Johnny Damon when he when the Red Sox when he left the Red Sox and they said, uh, "Looks like Jesus hits like Mary, sells like Judas, or something like that." That oh, was like yeah. the, they, yeah. had that, they had that shirt they okay. sold in Boston for years. <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's funny. You're gonna have to walk me through this because by the time I looked at Twitter, I was I was blocked. <laughs> I was blocked. what the hell? I was blocked by a wrestling legend, and I never really. <laughs> and I'm I'm like okay with. Well, I mean, and, and let, let's be honest. At some point, it, it's the old uh, it's the old Andy Warhol. Everybody in America gets 15 minutes of fame. Everybody in America is going to get blocked by Jim Cornette <laughs> eventually, right? <laughs> and it was like, and usually you deserve to get blocked. I mean, yeah. you know, not, I, in other words, I don't know if I'm, I'm maybe I should phrase it like this. Usually you're kind of expecting to get blocked. When I would you say, I would certain say the, the times that you've gotten blocked, I think have been really unfortunate and not your fault. But most of the time I'm like, Meh, yeah, I probably had that one. I would say the only one that I don't, kind of have coming was was Skiavon. I, I really didn't deserve to get blocked by Skiavon because I was Yeah, just, that was kind of weird. But I'm okay with it because I'm he's he's I think he's tired of Lois dragging him into a political conversations that he doesn't want to have and he doesn't give a shit about. But Yeah, I'm sure. That's that's probably what it is. So the, the somebody starts the thread about like, "Hey, um would AEW ever hire Cornette or something, right? Wasn't that how it started? Yeah, something like that or and, and I think the remark that we're ultimately getting to was Bruce replying to that and and saying almost, I think I'm quoting here. I'm I'm looking for the tweet as I'm talking, but Yeah. At the end of the Bruce Bruce's tweet, he says, "I think the guy was like, what 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 could AEW yeah like what could AEW do to boost the ratings or whatever or the Memphis no they were asking about the Memphis oh the Memphis show which is coming yeah. up Wednesday right yeah who could they get to come in there and 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 Bruce rattles off somebody and then he goes and the devil in me would say at Jim Cornette so first of all first of all he tagged Cornette. So yeah, that see, was the that was the problem. That's always there's always like a certain thing with Bruce where he always takes it just he just a, a toe over the line where you can go back and go, eh, I probably shouldn't have done that. It's right. Not, it, it's not essentially your fault, but you didn't you didn't have to do that. Right. It, things could have it would have never gotten to the point to where yeah. it is now. Right. I mean, it, it, that that thread would have ended eons ago. 
So that was, and then somebody's like, well, they would never, and then I think the debate was, well, they would never hire him. And then Bruce is like, well, if they paid him a shit ton of money, he'd do it. And and I'm sorry, but some of the Cornette Marks were like, no, my hero would never do that because he's not motivated by my, it's just. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those are the dudes that started uh, chiming in first, you know, <laughs> those are the best people on earth with my hero would never, he does need their filthy dirt show mud out right uh, yeah and so this is so when did this start yeah exactly when did this start like sometime last night i think so and then it was and then like i think it's 709 a.m eastern time this yeah. morning well, yeah what's what happened this what was that here's the quote the, the tweet from cornet <laughs> do it in the voice <laughs> hey fuck quit hey fuck no. quit <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm going to start laughing. Hey, fuckwit. Don't know how I got in your conversation, but you know I wouldn't have anything to do with that bullshit for any amount of money. Sorry, I'm not like you. A whore whose opinion changes with a paycheck or a backstabbing liar. Keep my name out of your dick liquor, Bruce. Because it's rather obvious Bruce Mitchell has been motivated by money over the years. Any man who would be a slave to the easy job of public school teacher for neon 30 years, that guy has just sold his soul for cash. Everybody knows it. Everybody's aware of it. Cornette, home run. Just do your home run trot right now, Louisville lip. <laughs> so, so there is a, a, a tad bit of truth in that in, in that little first, short rant right first there. Of all, first of all, Bruce has chosen the three most lucrative professions ever. Public school teacher, um, wrestling newsletter columnist, and podcaster. I mean, I don't know any three jobs in America that pay more than those per- three particular ones. Combined. Oh, he, my God. I mean, when you look up whore in the dictionary, there is Bruce Mitchell's picture. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> God almighty damn. And so this is what, and I guess oh that's what got me, but you didn't get blocked. You weren't collateral. No, wait, I didn't even really pay attention. And I, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I did get blocked when you said that. And I went back and I, apparently I didn't. So I don't, I, I'm not sure why. I don't, and I'm I don't not know. sure. I don't know why you did. Exactly. You I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why you didn't. I, I, you know, I did make a comment in there like going, you know, I'm not that guy, but if they ever did try to hire Jim Cornette, the entire locker room should just walk out of AEW. I said that, but but that was not really that was not really being on the side of AEW. No, but in Jim Cornette world, it's it's showing ultimate b- betrayal and a stab in the back. I, Motherfucker, I'm gonna slit your throat and feed your blood to your mother while she chokes on it and dies. Now, see that that's the point I'm I'm eventually getting to, and I'm not sure about you, but with with Cornette and and I'll and I'll blame I'll point the finger at Bruce at all this because oh, well 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 first of all for 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 people who haven't really looked at this thread yet it, it goes on further than that really? i mean the, the what i read was just the beginning is it 26 I, years of grievances it's it it pretty much is did you go back and look at all of it did, i can't oh that's right i can't i, did, see I, that's it. Right. I, don't, I didn't realize you had i see i thought you did, you had maybe read it and then he blocked you no you know, I, but I was he, at i was at the shoot job i pick up the phone i go oh fuck i've been i can't ever see jim Cornette shit anymore oh well 
And that was, and then I, 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 I then, you know, started hitting people around me and punching walls and I broke both of my hands because I too have an anger problem as a grown ass man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't see any of it. So to please tell me the depths to which this Um, thing went. Yes. Uh, I'm going back here because Bruce, here's what happened. Bruce retweets, retweets the Cornette tweet within that thread right oh the, the hey fuck with tweet that i just read yeah so bruce retweet let me let me go to bruce here hey fuck with <laughs> hey, that's exactly at 709 this morning god dang oh, yeah. he he's loading it up man and it's Which just, is, i mean it, that's another part of the like jim Cornette narrative is like i'm so fucking above this shit i'm a picasso Cornette taking the week off me and stacy you're just watching sven gooley all week and it, it, he's not at 10 minutes past seven, you're fucking jizzing about shit that happened 26 years ago, fuckface. And, and apparently he's just coming off vacation because, you know, he's, he's been off his podcast for the last week or two. So, you, so he I should could, be refreshed. And here he is. God almighty, man. I'm, I'm very surprised that he didn't send up the bat signal for Brian last because they, they had that one indie promoter that was putting the – you saw they were putting the T-shirts out. that had some yeah. sort of likeness of him, and he got Stephen mm-hmm. P. New on that. And I, I, right. I figured he was like – Brian, God damn it! Fire up the Skype machine or whatever the fuck it is you use to record me. We've got to do an emergency podcast. God damn it! <laughs> I'm surprised that he could <laughs> that, hold his tongue. It, that it may have happened, and, and Lash just shot him down. We don't know. <laughs> but all right, I found this tweet here. So, oh, yeah, so me. yeah, okay. So, so Bruce retweets him. This is like an hour later. After like eight oh nine, I guess something like that this morning. Right. Bruce says, and I don't know if you, if you even looked at this, but, but but Bruce says to Jim Cornette, "You mean like you didn't have anything to?" Uh, I think he meant to do. It just says he, he pulled a Melter here and just says anything <laughs> to with yeah, speed kills Bruce. <laughs> Come on, buddy. So so you mean like you didn't have anything to do with Jim Hurd or Connecticut or Vince Russo or Dixie Carter for any amount of money? It's because he did say earlier about what you said. So Cornette would do anything for money, right? Exactly. So that's that what that was that, that was referring to. He says, and he also goes on to say. People get my full educated opinion, no matter the consequence, as you once again verify. I appreciate your request, but this is still America because I think he Jim went on to to say some other shit to him to fuck off or oh no I, I know what he was telling he was basically challenging to him a fight oh. down in uh, oh here he is here he is this is Cornette where's he gonna fight hold on this is uh, this is uh, Cornette replying to. The, the Mitchell tweet I just read. If it's anywhere on Duke University's campus, I'm going to watch oh, some Oh, dude, it's, it's, oh, it's close. It's close. <laughs> so listen, this is Cornette. Also, come to Charlotte in August and explain to me over in a quiet corner that this is America, and you'll end up red, white, and blue, asswipe. I've always despised you, and I look forward to a brief exchange. God damn it. And Bruce, I should have done the, the, the Cornette voice. My bad. Okay. So, but. So Bruce uh, replies to Cornette from that by saying, yeah, I'll do what I always do. I'll go where I choose and live with the consequences. You really want to show me up? Successfully refute what I say instead of trying to intimidate me, not into saying, not into not saying it. 
God damn it. And this is Cornette's response. <clears throat> Not trying to intimidate you, dickless. <laughs> Just explain that if I see you in person, my right hand will end up around your throat. Try me, bitch. No, he didn't say bitch, but I just thought it sounded good. That's good. No, that's a nice. That's a nice kind of cherry on top. I, 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 I want. I always. I want more stuff from Cornette, like murdering Bruce in front of his his mother. Where's that stuff? Jim's not really going the full out. No, here. he's not. No, he's not going full throttle here. But he's 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 you know he, he's getting it done pretty much. And and Bruce says I have many times and. You know, saw you in person. That is. What's was, the what is the actual uh, count of people that Jim Cornette has hit? Because I can think of one, and his name was Ed Ferrara. Did he not come in contact with Santino? No, he he. he they showed the video, and he just kept out. Goddamn, trying to get away from this guy. This motherfucker keeps following me. Around. Goddamn. No, I'm talking about like when Santino's oh, laughing yes, at Yes, uh, that's true. He did hit Santino when Santino was a lackey underling. Yes, yes. Which eventually yes. kind of cost him his job with WWE. And eventually led to what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah that whole situation. Because I don't even think he hit Ferrari. Maybe he spit on him or something. I thought he hit him. He may have spit he on may him. Have, but may. It, it was, was one of the two. There was some, some, some <laughs> kind of contact in some sort of way. It was something. Yeah, it was something. Uh, but and I I know like Tommy Young was so pissed at him one time he was gonna fight him, like at the airport in Philadelphia. Yeah, what was that about again? Because because he's a John Cornette's a massive bully, and I think they always made fag jokes about Tommy Young all the time. Oh yeah, and Tommy yeah, got like sick of it one time. He's like, I'm gonna fight him. Fuck, I'm tired of it. And then they had to talk him down. And I think Jim eventually, as bullies do, once you kind of challenge them, they kind of figure it out and they don't go any. But you know. Mm, yeah well so you, I don't, it, how did you you weren't collateral damage and all this but i was i don't this is, i don't know this is man terrible I, I don't know he he may have just seen the katie vick thing that's what i kind of thought but i, I didn't think, realize you you had said that about you know the aw i forgot about that but i didn't take that as an anti-jim Cornette tweet yeah because you're sane well that's your again, problem thank you but you're yeah. a grown-ass fucking man i mean you're not i think i can still follow him on the brit whitmire tweets i think you can still get him on the brit whitmire account See, there you go. Backdoor, um, motherfucker. Backdoor, bitch. Um, but. Oh, yeah, there I, he is. I, I, it, it, at first, I was full-fledged. Just come on, Cornette. And then I started looking at Bruce. You know, if Bruce hadn't tagged him, this never would have happened. Well, it's not, but that's not really Bruce's but fault. I mean, I know. Because, again, and, we're expecting this man to act sort of what is it like an adult. Right. Right. And and and. Somebody, I, I meant to bring that tweet up. I already put my phone back down. But um, anyway, the, the, basically the tweet said, and you, pro- you may have seen it. And it, there was a few good tweets that were basically arguing against Cornette and his rantiness. And, and, and just, you know, they, they, were, they were very, I don't want to say pleasant about that, their, their tweet. But, but they were very rational and, and adult-like in, in, in their tweet. They didn't call him names. They didn't say he was irrelevant and all this stuff. You know, it was a respectful type tweet, but it really got to the point of, okay, Cornette, your your gig's up, man. Yeah, this is really getting old. It's like, exactly. It's like beyond. I, I think the, it's like the, the very first tweet in the thread was when I was saying to Bruce about them doing the Memphis night on AEW on Wednesday, glad they aren't appealing to the old farts. And then that's when it all goes kind of downhill. 
And then that's when Jim kind of gets in with every. I can see it now on my timeline. That's when we get with, hey, fuck with. That's where we get to that one. Yes, yes. That just kind of came out of the blue. But you know, the AEW thing is going to be super authentic. I understand MJF has decided he's going to go ahead and sleep with three underage girls next week just to make Hell, it just hey. like Memphis. And what do you see what they do when they go to Portland? No, <clears throat> it's a joke. I'm kidding. Can't say these things in 2020. It's bad. Oh. Oh, geez, somebody watch it. Actually, while I appreciate your sentiment, your M and R words, I like the false outrage machine over some comments these days. Really do offend a lot of people and make fun of kids and adults who can't defend themselves. <laughs> so please drop me those if you're defending me. Oh, he's using the, somebody using the word retard to defend Jim, and he doesn't like it. Yeah, that's the line that he draws. Right? Really? See, that's the thing. That's the I, thing with Cornette, man. I'm is, okay with murdering you in your sleep in front of your mother, but don't say retard. <laughs> really? He's such a, you know, he's a, he's really a giving person. He he gives his time and, and money to, to that children's foundation up in, in Kentucky that he talks about a lot. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he's an anti-Trumper as much as you and I, if not worse, worse. if there's such a thing. Yeah. And, and, but he turns around and does stupid shit like this. And and it just befuddles me because normally people who are like you and I, uh, for example, who, who who hate Trump and 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 things that are similar to Cornette in that aspect, go on to kid around with people like Bruce and and not hold forty year grudges and shit like that. And but Cornette, god dang, let it go. Never. And by the way, it brings me it brings me to like if you want to really get to the genesis of this whole thing, they had a great episode right before Christmas of Between the Sheets with Bixen Span and Zellner. And Bo James was on there and they really go into depth about the I guess I'll just for lack of a better term, the race riot in Wise, Virginia from nineteen ninety three. And kind of all the stuff that happens in there and they really cover all of it and they do a fantastic job of it. If, you, if you're not familiar with the story, you will be, and I think that's the December 23rd edition of Between the Sheets, which I cannot recommend enough. They go through all of the stuff and, and Wade, Wade's version of stuff and some um, recent clips that Wade had on an episode with Sam Roberts, who, by the way, what a ratings killer that motherfucker turned out to be, huh? <laughs> he destroyed it with that NXT uh, special. Not really his fall entirely, but yeah, that'll put the asses in the seats. So, Man. If you want to get kind of the, the genesis of all of that stuff that happens um, when it comes to the the war between Bruce Mitchell and Wade Keller and Jim Cornette and the incident that happened in Wise uh, with Smoky Mountain Wrestling, then that episode really does a better job of putting all of it together and doing the perspective of it. And Bo James, uh, who has run shows in that area for many, 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 many years, has the proper mindset and he has the proper criticism of Jim Cornette. And just it was, I found it to be very revealing. If you think you know all about it, you probably don't. If you don't know anything about it, you're in really good shape because you don't come with any preconceived notions of it and you're going to come in fresh with it. And they spend 30 or 45 minutes at least getting into it and kind of going through the details of it. And I, I, was, I was very impressed with it and listened to it several times. I probably listened to it a couple more times because there's just little pieces and details in there. And like I said, Bo James does a great job of kind of laying it all down there. And they very much have, even 26 years later, killed the town dead uh, 
you can't really run shows in Wise, Virginia. As Bo points out, the locals up there, the story over the years, the last 26 years has gotten so great. Jim Cornette had an Uzi and he was shooting people. And Jim Cornette, you know, led a, a slave ship of people in chains to the ring. I mean, it's, it's become like a massive thing over the years. But I can't, you got, you got to listen to Between the Sheets and get all the information about that. And, and that's, it's so weird that that happens right before Christmas, and then now this blows up again. And then, oh man, uh, you know, oh, quick shoot story on on Wise Virginia. Back when uh, I was in radio, <laughs> did I ever tell you about that? When I was in radio, you used to be in radio. <laughs> what a shit ass business that, that. I, I can't let, believe I've never told you this. They let everybody in that thing. I'm, obviously, what a bunch of tools uh, used to be in that business. Yeah, I know some of them still are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, this was probably back right when I first got into it, like the late eighties, I was working overnights and a girl used to call me all the time from guess where you're going to be wise, Virginia, wise, Virginia. <laughs> and she was always like talking dirty to you and shit. Uh, she didn't really, but she just, she was real flirty and, yeah. and she was real sweet or and I talked to her mom one night. It was crazy, but uh, I felt like I knew her. So, you know, I never met her or anything, but, uh, um, did you ever meet any of the female listeners? You know, it was. I all, did on. A, I, I went and checked one out. Yeah, kind of. It was always disappointing, wasn't it? Boy, except for one. There oh, was man. one that that was the Hall of Famer. You hit the unicorn on that one, dude. I let me. This can I tell this story real oh, fast? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I can't believe I've never told you this. No, no, no. I want to go through the booking proclivities of Junkyard Dog in '82 in Mid South. Go. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think. Um. No, this was the same kind of same era, same station, same yeah. overnight, same everything. Because I, you know, you, you know, man, girls will call up, and yes, they, it's disappointing when you. It, it is, it, it, but, but almost it, as disappointing as it is when they see us, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's disappointing on both ends. But there was one exception, and I'm sure this was the the one and only exception I'll ever, ever, ever get. But. There was this one girl that would call me up occasionally. She she was she would flirt with me a little bit, and she's like, "Oh, you're kind of fun. You, you sound fun. We ought to get together sometime." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." And I can't remember if this is before or after I'd seen some of the other ones that had kind of done the same thing. Like wouldn't co- like I said, wouldn't covertly check them out before actually meeting them. And I know that sounds kind of. I don't know. Oh, it's, it sounds skeevy as shit, but it, I mean, you're, it does. I'm not, I, I, I'm, I would do this and have done the same thing. I'm not lying. I mean, nobody's better than anybody else here. And you and I have this, we have a lot of things in common. One of the things is like, we're both from small towns. All of a sudden you get this pipeline to pussy. Oh my God. Like you're not going to take advantage oh my, of that. Yeah. But God, oh my, exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. But I think what maybe started the first time, I don't know if this is you like you, but the first time with like I think with me now that I'm thinking about it, what led to the covertness of it, I didn't real you know, you hear that voice, you're like, Whoa, man. Yeah. And 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 you, you end up meeting that first one and it's like, Mm, that voice didn't sound yeah. like what that looks like. That didn't match so, up. Yes. So I can't remember exactly how that went, but I think that's what happened to where I went covertly with a couple of the other ones and whatever. So, but this one, I didn't, I, I, I rolled the dice on this one and, and I don't, rem- like I said, I don't remember if she was kind of in between before, after all this, but I, I did it one. And then again, I was working overnight and she lived about, she lived in Burlington. I worked okay. in Winston Salem, which okay. was about 40, 45 minute drive. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good drive. It's a, it's a nice little, it's a hike. Uh, but 
I think after a few times she called me, you know, and I said, okay, I'll meet you. You know, she said, I'll drive out there. I don't know how, I, I guess I agreed to it apparently. So she met me, met, I guess, I, I want to say she met me like a gas station. She didn't come to right to my house or anything. So I, I can't remember who got there first, but I remember seeing her. She got out of the car. I'm like, oh, holy moly, how did this happen? Because she told me she was like a, um, a, 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 not a swim instructor, like a lifeguard somewhere. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I bet you are. Man, she got out of the car, and I'm like, she's a fucking lifeguard. I believe <laughs> And And I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, and I didn't know how the morning was going to go. I, I figured, you know, she's, you know, pretty crazy to come over and meet me at 7 o'clock in the morning driving 45 minutes after – she didn't really normally stay up all night herself, so she stayed up all night to basically come meet me. So I'm like, oh, man, this is nice. So, well, uh, you know, from there it was like, uh, well, I'll just put it this way. I had a good story to tell later that day because I think I had a meeting at like 1 o'clock with like a, a staff meeting with all the full-time disc jockeys and stuff. And I went and told the guys, you know, all the rest of the guys before the meeting started. We had – it was like at this diner restaurant or something. Yeah. And I told them this story and their eyeballs were like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. Oh, my God, really? Really? Oh, my God. I'm like, I know, I know. Right. But But that was just – that was my Hall of Fame story, man. I, I tell that. I still tell that story. That's I mean, the to story. just That's random, like the greatest radio story ever. But there are other details that I won't go into. But it, but, yeah. but trust me, it, it was, was it was that outweighs so much other stuff. Dear dear Penthouse, I never thought I'd be writing this. Oh shit! Um, oh my god! I didn't in, in Vince McMahon's hometown of Havelock, North Carolina, it's where he and Linda graduate from high school. Yeah, he's I so proud of that. I knew guys who worked at radio, a radio station there, and they had a setup where they would go meet a chick, and they could actually like drive around like the parking lot or something, and they could see her before they would decide to get out of the car, or they could just drive off if she was an uggo. <laughs> we'll go to any leaks, man. It was so, oh my God, it was so dreadful. You remember the Who song, Won't Get Fooled Again? <laughs> that was at the mighty legendary Q105, I think, in, in Havelock. <laughs> This was at the uh, the Z93 back when it was uh, oh, legendary just, album rock yes. station with, with Steve Finnegan in mornings, right? It was. This was Scott Norris in the morning. Oh, Scott Norris. Oh, good times. Yeah, and Ed Snow doing news, dude. It was it was <laughs> some shit. Mike Finnegan was my PD. Oh, good times. Not Mike Finnegan, Finnegan. Mike Finley. You said Steve Finnegan made me think of Mike Finley, who now works for that asshole Richard Burr. Mm-hmm. It was so great because at my new job, I, I go and I meet Mike Finley. He's there for an award ceremony. And I go up to Mike Finley and I go, Mike, it's great to meet you. My name is Britt Whitmire. And I've we've, I've we've kind of orbited each other for a while, but I'd like to shake your hand. He had no fucking idea who I was. No clue in the world who I was. I would have wow. said, hey, I'm Brad Krantz's partner. We're part of the reason you fucking got fired from radio for the last time. <laughs> Truth. That's a shoot, folks. Oh, yeah, sure. I created the North Carolina Wine Festival. But you know what? You know what, man? I'll say this. I know people don't know who the fuck Mike Finley is. Let me just tell you something about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really cool back when I worked with him at at the station I was talking about, the Z93, the 93 Oldies 93, when it changed over from Z93. He was really cool. He he was a good guy, and he was kind of one of us almost, man. He, you know, kind of joked around. He did his job. He was, you know, PD. He did what he had to do. But, you know, I didn't have any qualms with him. I mean, you know, he was all right. Hey, but dickhead, man, he, he, 
Dickhead the Magnificent that, is bragging here on Messenger. Like, Bruce is happy that Katie Vick got blocked, but he's saying that he didn't. See, that's that's a problem. That's that why Bruce bothers is a me. dick. That's why Bruce is a massive dick, right? That's I didn't realize that. How did that? But that's now, bullshit. But now Britt Whitmire didn't. But like the Britt Whitmire Twitter account did not get blocked by Jim Cornette. Well, it shouldn't. I mean, that one you you're pretty tame on that one. Most of the I mean, time, I just do like most of the Britt Whitmire stuff is going to be like uh, UNC sports and I troll right, Dallas Cowboys. Right. Yeah, and yeah, a little bit of Trump stuff. Most of the Trump stuff's at Brad and Britt, and the wrestling stuffs at Katie Vick a lot. That's how it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tough. how did you get blocked, man? I didn't see that. I don't that know. really does bother me. It's now. collateral damage. It's always collateral damage. It's always, and that's what happens if you start orbiting around Bruce Mitchell. You're gonna get you're gonna get whacked with collateral damage. You almost got your ass kicked by Brad Shepard. <laughs> Wait a, a minute, well, hold a, up, in a, hold in a up. Classic Memphis bathroom I brawl. Got my ass kicked by Brad Shepard. Yeah, in a classic Memphis bathroom brawl. <laughs> Off Irish potato. Two on one. <laughs> Mustard everywhere. Oh, I'm sure there'd have been some. What do you What do you call the when you dip their head in the toilet and flush? Oh, swirly. A swirly. swirly. Yes, yeah, yeah, there would have been some swirly action, definitely. So yeah, um, I'm, I was I was happy to see the Usos come back to SmackDown. So I'm one step further to my um, sumo with my with my uh, my faction there, the Samoa faction. It's coming, man. It's there. It happened tonight. We but it's saw not it. Gonna, it's not going to be a heel faction, so but that's fine. I'll take what I can get, and I'm glad that uh, maybe, maybe. Not at first, maybe. I, I guess Jimmy Uso's dried out, or his liver isn't you know yellow anymore. I don't know. I, I'm just happy that he's back. And, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what, are you, what, what, is I a little too stiff on that one, brother? Damn. You know what? I did see an, a, a local headline the other day. I think it was over the weekend. It, it said, uh, uh, what's the uh, – damn, what's the little place – uh, accident in Cameron, North Carolina claims one life. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> and you thought for a minute. I, I can't help it, man. That's exactly, I can't help but think that. Brother Nero, I knew you'd die. <laughs> Not true. I mean, the dude, I mean, it was like a drunk driving thing. It was like he swerved and hit a telephone pole and flipped and shit. I mean, it was like, uh oh. You know, the odds. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't, though, obviously. Well, look at the, now, this needs to be said, and I didn't even see this. Now we should, we should clear the air about this one. This is from two weeks ago. Okay. WWE superstar Jimmy Uso found not guilty of DUI in Escambia County. Look oh, okay. I missed this. In Pensacola, Florida, a WWE superstar arrested for DUI in Escambia appeared in court Wednesday for trial. Jonathan Fatu, known as Jimmy Uso, was arrested in July for DUI and opted for a jury trial. An arrest report says an off-duty officer claimed Fatu's vehicle was drifting on I-10 at speeds of 100 miles an hour. It took an Escambia jury only one hour to find Fatu not guilty. Fatu oh. was emotional as the verdict was read. He said things like, Motherfucker, I will end you! <laughs> uh, Fatu didn't take a field sobriety test. He never refused, but asked what that his lawyer be present. There you go. Well, good. I, I missed that. Good. So we're going to clear the air about that one. Now, I don't know if he's you know, still fighting cops up in Detroit, which is not a great idea. Well, you know, his track record, is, record isn't that great. But No, it's not. Uh, you know, I'm glad he came out of this one unscathed, apparently. So there you go. Hmm. Um, so I, I thought the episode of, uh, I thought AEW Dynamite was good. Um, I, I registered some of my problems with it, obviously, as the show was going on, which meant, of course, that I hated it, it sucked, and that AEW Faithful uh, think I'm a piece of shit, and I love the WWE, and will suck Vince McMahon's dick. 
Mm. Well, clearly, that's, clearly you know, that's what they it's, it's, it's clear. Yeah. Um, I thought the um, I'm still very, uh, very perplexed by the Lucha or the, the Jurassic Express promo. I don't know if Marco is now just going to go around and rape women. I don't know if that's his gimmick. Um, it sounds, I guess, plausible in 2020. He's going to and I, that would mean he turns heel because it looked to me like he was trying to uh, grope Jen Decker and then they had to stop him, which I don't know is the best gimmick for 2020. Yeah, I wouldn't um, go there. But you know, I don't know what's up with that? <clears throat> but again, I'm an old man on the porch. I don't understand wrestling, and I, you know, I sniff uh, the I, I sniff Frank Gotch's uh, shorts every night before I go to bed. <laughs> that, that's that's what well, I. Those do. did cost you a lot of money, so the they least really you can do, do is sniff them every they night. Really, and I've got you know, and I I sometimes I'll take some of Luthez's both of his hairs that I've chopped up, and I'll just snort them right before uh, breakfast. <laughs> Just to get up for the, so I thought that was no good. Uh, we still had some microphone trouble. Uh, the Joey Janela thing was complete bullshit. The Orange Cassidy run-in, which will never lead off to any kind of payoff, was uh, completely awful and terrible. Uh, Arn Anderson, who looked like uh, nothing, and uh, a certain columnist who's been around the block for a while. Um, said that you think Arn Anderson's just gonna just stand there when they uh, introduce him? Well, he just stood there when they fucking introduced him and didn't do jack shit and he didn't talk. Cause you know that's how Arn Anderson made money back in the day, not using his mouth. So what you do if you're this promotion is you make sure you have Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson and don't let him say anything, cause that's how you get them over. Yeah, that's perfect. That's again, how I book it. I'm a stupid motherfucker who's never made any money off of wrestling whatsoever. You know what I also well, haven't done? Well, you go done? out on limbs sometimes. You yeah. just go out on limbs. That's you, what you do. You know what I also haven't done? I haven't hired a ham and egger fucking jobber to go in the ring and not throw punches at Dustin to make my promotion look like shit. I haven't oh. done that either. <laughs> I also, I mean, that, these are things that I haven't done. <laughs> for the records shall he go on and there was no there was zero payoff on the dark order thing whatsoever on this week's episode right yeah what the fuck the only thing they showed know. was some clip i don't know anything but anyway but whatever. There, were, there were really good things about i thought the mjf thing wasn't his best promo but even when he's not at his best he's better than 95 percent of anybody <laughs> right right so he was great um I thought the Moxley match without the Orange Cassidy running, I thought was very, very good. I thought, you know, the women's match was eh, but the women's matches in AEW are always meh. So that's fine. But the other parts yeah, of the it show, was okay. For what it was, it was okay. And they and the baby faces shown at the end, and it was good, and they got almost a million viewers out of that, and I was very happy. That's good momentum. That's how you start out a new year. That's how you rock and roll, and you kind of shrug off the past, and, you know, we'll figure out the rest of it. And, Let's make sure that we let the Super Smash Brothers come back in and start kicking ass again next week. Yeah, I'm sure. For whatever fucking reason in the world, I have no idea. Well, that whole Hangman page at the end was a little awkward. But oh, I, yeah. I, uh, last last call, Hangman Hall. I thought it was really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Is that, is that the gimmick? I, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. Back there pushing private party around and shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I really hadn't got his character since he came in. I don't know. It's bizarre, and I don't know what they're doing. Well, not since he came in. Well, since Dynamite started, rather. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been odd, but no, it was it was a very good episode, and they had good stuff and the good things to build. Yeah, I think from. overall it was pretty good. You saw the article, obviously, and it's it's gotten a lot of publicity that after the clock the clock struck midnight on um, New Year's Day, the WWE 2K20 video game was unplayable. 
so fucked up. It's unbelievable how badly this is and how, I mean, this is another thing that they've kind of gotten away with, but they didn't. 2K did uh, put a hot patch out there and made it work, but the just the, the point that you have to go through the trouble to even have to do that to go to your gaming system, set the clock back to 2019, so that you can possibly play the game is just indicative of how awful this game is. And to me, it's I don't know that they've gotten away with it because I don't think they have. To the mainstream media that you and I have talked about, they kind of have, and to the business media, they kind of have. But the people who know know that it's been really a historical unmitigated disaster in the gaming industry which is much bigger than movies or animation or any other form of entertainment and they've completely fucked it up and this well i'm sorry but that's just unacceptable i mean even as a as a non-gamer i guess you could call me nowadays that's thinking back when i used to play even that's just unacceptable for somebody for this caliber to have something that's this fucked up it's bad it's That's very horrible. Very, it's very bad, and it gives you. And there's no, there's no indication that 2K21 is going to be anything. I mean, there's the people are not going to work on it, and it's going to be very, very bad. Who will buy that? I don't know. I, I mean, there knows anything about this. It's, who would it, buy that? Uh, it, it, there, I mean, there's people who bought this thing, and uh, it's not being supported, and it's it's bullshit. Um, but he gets he, he's been getting away with a lot of stuff. He's been, you know, that he Vince has been getting away with a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, it feels like this. This terrible, that was the story of 2019 with him. It is, including that fucking stupid ass raw, which, by the way, was a, it was good up until, of course, the wedding, which was just a a bile duct open up on Vince McMahon's <laughs> body. <clears throat> I mean, it was just that that wedding was everything that Vince said. God damn it, it's got lesbians in it. Weddings, wedding cake, and God damn it, it's gonna be so good, so good. And and the Liv Morgan character, I think, is I don't. What do you What do you do with that now? I don't know. I I don't see. They they didn't really Emmalina us with it, but they they did. <laughs> I think I, because I was expecting it to to have a little more meaning than that. Because I mean, honestly, where do you go from here with that? Well, where, I, I mean, I, I can see Bruce so Pritchard. many different ways they could go with all that. Well, don't you think Bruce Pritchard's like, well, Lana, now you're bisexual. Oh, that's so exotic. We can do so many things with that. He could really kind of try to sell that bullshit, but it's really, there's not much you can do with it. And uh, But they end up getting a pretty good audience, 2.4 million. It's like the biggest audience they'd had since August. So he gets away. Yeah. He, he yeah. fucking get, he gets away. And it was a pretty good episode up until that horse shit. Was, and did you, or was I the only one that knew Rusev was in that fucking cake? Did you know he was in there? I mean, did no, you know he was in there? Well, but, but there's so much shit that happened. It was almost an afterthought that he explodes out of that cake. Right. It, it was like overload almost. The whole uh, thing. Just, here's, here's Bobby Lashley's ex. And here's Lana's ex. And here's the lesbian thing. And there's the cake. And now here's Rusev. And it's like, oh, God, this is so. Uh. Well, it's just like Dana Brooke tonight. I. When they showed her backstage on SmackDown, that is when, uh, when they showed her backstage, I, I had to look for a second to figure out who it was because there's so many females. So it seems like it that, that look the same with the blonde hair and everything. You got to look and when man, when uh, see, I almost said it again, Mandy. Yeah. When when uh, fucking um, Liv came out, I'm like, is that Liv? It's mini. It's like um, Shorty M. 
Oh, you know what? I talked to my buddy that lives in, in Pennsylvania a couple of days ago. And the one that I was telling you about a couple of weeks or about a month ago, maybe that had good seats at the, uh, uh, I guess it was SmackDown up there. He and his uh, boy went and they were right, right on the aisle right. and everything. But he was telling me that his kid is, yeah, I guess he's maybe 12, 13 years old. Yeah. His favorite wrestlers right now are the New Day and Shorty G. Oh, come on. I say, Really? He goes, yeah, he loves Shorty G. I'm like, well, oh. no, he's supposed to like Roman Reigns because all the kids love Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Well, well the kid they're has, supposed to, yeah. Doesn't the kid have like five Roman Reigns t-shirts? Because every kid does. <laughs> he's the most are, over superstar. Are there five different ones? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's the dog, the dog, the big dog, and it's my yard. <laughs> uh, Nothing with a dog house on there. He loves the New Day and he loves Shorty G. Mm-hmm. He's getting no, I, you shit. know, I, you know, and so I don't, I don't know. You can take that as you want, but that was, that was just a random, you know, 12, 13 year old, you know, opinion, I guess. What a debut for John Morrison on SmackDown. How huh? was what that? The fuck was boy? that? I tell you what, Man, again, you know who I thought it was when they yeah. came to the door. I thought it was Ziggler. I thought it was Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. No. Yeah. Suck my dick, Bill Watts. That's how you make a debut right there. Roy Shire, you go, t- you go suck it. Go to the bottom of the ocean, you bastard. Half the fucking people there didn't know who the hell he was. Uh, stunning. Like, oh, John Morrison. Oh, let's make sure we give him the coldest debut in the history of the world. But I'm looking God, forward to it. Just, yeah. I think the Memphis thing's going to be good. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't know who they bring on board to make it good. I don't know. Maybe Honky Tonk Man. I don't know who you do. Maybe. Bill Dundee would be great. I don't know if Jimmy, handsome Jimmy's going to be available. I'm not sure. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the thing here. I mean, think about it for a second. They're drawing, right now, AW Dynamite is drawing in all these uh, millennial type people, the crowd, maybe a little bit older than that. Um the younger crowd, sure. okay. So, so they come in with this Memphis idea to, to, I guess, maybe bring like you know you tweeted about the 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 old people back in or whatever. At least that episode. So, who on there is available that would draw somebody like us in to watch something like that for that? You know, well, that was, I think that was the point of Diamond Dave. Was like he said, you know, Lawler's under contract, so that's not going to happen, and. So you can't really you can't really do it, but you know Dundee's available. Uh, like I said, Honky Tonk would be, uh, you know, Wayne Ferris would be completely available. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Um. Well, Cornette's available. Yeah, but they're not going. But I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just being silly. Yeah, I don't think it would be good. I'm trying to think who else would be like. Oh, well, you know, like they said, Jeff Jarrett, but he's not going to do it. He can't. He's not available. Why wouldn't he do it? Why couldn't he do it? Isn't he, isn't he under contract with some Legends deal with WWE or some shit like that? Oh, is he? I didn't know that. You know who, you know who would be available? His father. Oh. Uh, His father. See, I don't know if people know this. Jeff Jarrett's father was uh, one of the great promoters of one of the great wrestling promotions of all time. And, I mean, people still talk about it to this day. It was called TNA. Um, and and it, it just, it was magical. Uh, <laughs> really, it was amazing. It was a time that I'll never forget. Yeah. 
in my career. I mean, they Good would, times. They Good would days. promote. They, they, it was it was really amazing. They would do once a week pay per views from these fairgrounds in Nashville, and they just had all of these amazing characters like Goldilocks, and I go back to the Dups, uh, just tremendous. Elix Skipper, amazing red. We had our picture made with him. <laughs> I mean, they're just and I. I don't, you know, it's one of the reasons I think that Jerry Jarrett is revered as one of the greatest promoters of all time because of his excellent work that he did with the total nonstop action. Total nonstop fucking action. (laughs) (laughs) That would, see now if AEW did something like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to Nashville and we're going to do a tribute to one of the great wrestling promotions of all time, (laughs) TNA. And they got Otto Schwanz to come back as Boda. <laughs> and they got Goldie. Now I would watch that. And they climbed, They got Goldilocks to climb out of whatever dumpster she's living in. And they- <laughs> Just so I could do what I'm doing right now. I'm, I would laugh my asses. <laughs> they, they should, I would, I would, it would be so funny if they would fucking do that shit. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Oh See, my god. why would you not do it? It's the asylum. <laughs> <laughs> and then they could that 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 is when they could bring Russo back and as long as Russo would go through a table, I would I would endorse him like getting a pay payday for that. Uh, yeah, and, and the table didn't break the first time. They had to do it again. <laughs> that would be fantastic. If they uh, see, that would just be the best. And if, and if Shivani would be the heel, Tony Shivani, for that one show. <laughs> if he put on like 40 pounds. Oh, Jesus. And roll into be, the ring and, and start he, they bring, ripping everybody for 30 minutes. They fly in Tanae from Vegas. And he talks, just starts talking shit to Tanae again. <laughs> Just tearing him apart, man. Oh, shit. I hope Tony Khan's not listening to this because he's going to start, God, this is good shit. Hang on a second. Somebody made this. I think somebody, maybe JR or somebody was making this like, God damn, y'all don't understand. He, he runs the football team. I know his dad owns it, but God damn, he runs it. Slow down. I don't know if you want him to brag about that. Hang on a second. Have you noticed yeah. what the Jaguars are doing? <laughs> Ooh, he runs the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do tell. <laughs> That's like saying I run the Kansas City Royals. I tell you what, man, I've been—I don't want to brag, but I've been running the front office for the Cleveland Browns for a number of years now, and uh, have quite a bit of good experience to use. And calm my- down there, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is oh, new dream match: mm-hmm. Eli Drake against Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that would be good. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Did you see, see that could be on the horizon somewhere. I could see that actually happening. Did you see, did you see Power? Yes. Ah, oh, what a great show! Again, it, it won the Come week on. for me. Come on, that show is just fucking. It's it's inca- they're incapable of having a bad show. It's they're just it's just so good. Even Stu Bennett's not that bad. I don't mind him that bad. And Trevor Murdoch gets a win with the Indian Deathlock. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> God, that was the greatest thing of all time. Yeah, that that whole, God, he could work the mic still too. Murdoch can, I think. So great, just so wonderful. Uh, I did get the one month subscription to New Japan World because as we speak, um, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, I think, is supposed to start in a few hours. I won't be staying up, but I'll watch it live uh, when I get up in the morning, and I'll go back and watch the stuff that I missed. And Moxley's going to be there, and I think it'll be very interesting. And so I'm looking forward to that. All right. Um, yeah. You can fill me in. It's, there's, 
I mean, I don't know. It was a very interesting week, certainly. Uh, yeah, what'd you think of Raw? I thought Raw was pretty good. Up until the wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did talk about that. We started just got up on to like, the wedding. 75% of the show was really good. And it's like, yeah. God damn it, I want to reserve most of that last hour for my wet dream. <laughs> God, that was just... And he did. Well, I guess if we look at the good side about that, maybe it's coming to its end here and they kind of move away from it and maybe or make it, you know... You know how the New Day kind of started out kind of like, God, get rid of this shit. And it kind of eventually kind of got better. Or maybe this will or and just and eventually it'll just go away. But I think we've seen the worst. Of, well, hopefully we've seen the worst of it. I don't know. Always when you think it's worse, you can always get worse somehow, somewhere. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I like the rest of it. I like, I, I love, man, dude, I love Seth Rollins, how he's. He he seems so natural right now. He you know he he doesn't seem if things doesn't seem forced when he comes out there trying to be Mister Good Guy and whatever and everything right now just seems like to me this seems like Seth Rollins would what he would be like on a, you know shoot Seth Rollins you know you don't so you don't think him with AOP is just a weaker version of the Shield? No, I never I've never thought about that. Okay, I, I'm I haven't. I mean maybe other people have, but I. It, I you know, other than I was maybe com- for a quick second thinking, well, God, here's a shield and here's, you know, AOP, you know, he's been with two. But I never said this was, uh, you know, a throwback to the shield or trying to imitate them in any way. He's he, he's really good at what he does. And I think this is a good role for him and a good place for him, for sure. Oh, yeah. And and, and that's the cornerstone right now for, for Raw, at least what they're tr- trying to make it to be, you know. So that right, when you when your cornerstone like that's working, then everything else is kind of falls into play sometimes. And I think this is – plus you got Heyman, and I think he's getting his hand in all this. And, and, and it's just and, – and like you said, I, th- I think, you know, as soon as we get rid of McMahon's little wet dream here, then I, th- I think we'll – be down to you know some good stuff so but the meetings right now have to be like how can we make this wedding thing go on more we're getting huge ratings with it come on bruce give me some more well i heard he really loved that episode we did i mean that 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 wedding shit is all vince's bullshit that's like again that's his that's his wet dream and his bile ducks opening up like fucking niagara falls yeah, it's just it's just so played out and but it's working and he got numbers off of it so now I he's emboldened. I mean it's it's it, this is it's like if the Katie Vick thing had worked the way he wanted to and he'd gotten a million letters from all these religious groups saying that was so offensive then he would have been like that's great we're gonna hump a corpse every fucking Monday night. <laughs> well, it must be just the young people that that love it because they haven't really seen anything like this before because it's you know. When's the last time he did a wedding thing like this? Was it Edge and Lita, or was yes. it been since then? I or thought Triple the, H and Stephanie, or something. I don't know. Fuck. I don't. I mean, the wedding, the wedding stuff is always the wedding stuff, and it's always pretty much the same shit, except for the Eric Bischoff thing, which I thought was really good. Yeah, Eric's been. It was a three minute warning thing. Yeah, it was a three minute warning thing, which is you know weird because both those guys are dead now. Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. That is weird. Uh, Nikki Bella revealing today that she and her boyfriend, Artem Chavingstev, who looks like um, Rockstar Spud, <laughs> got engaged back in November. So congratulations uh, to her in the new year. It's going to be weird. I had no idea. I know that they were even together. I, you know, I'm, I'm out of the loop. Uh, after, you've, after you've had your vagina destroyed by John Cena, it takes a while to recover. Apparently. Yeah. He jackhammered it. Uh, 
WWE streamed their top 10 matches of 2019 on YouTube. Wow. Whoop-a-dee. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I saw that they did that. Oh, you know what I discovered on my cable system? They they got rid of the the channel, the U2 America channel that, that did the uh, CWF Hollywood. But now they've got the Pursuit channel. <laughs> Actually, that's on Pluto Network. No shit. That's, yeah. I saw a little uh, like a promo for it when I was watching something else oh my God. a few days ago. It's like Pursuit Now or Pursuit Up or something like that. Oh, Pursuit in my butt. Like Pursuit Up My Ass, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, AW World Champion Chris Jericho spoke to Sports Illustrated about his status with NJPW and who he'd like to wrestle if he appears for them again. I came to work with Omega, Naito, Okada, and Tanahashi. Will I come back after the Tana match? I don't know. I'd love to work with Osprey and Ibushi. It might be mission accomplished after this. It might not be, but it's really cool to go back as a main event heavyweight after being a junior heavyweight. AEW sent out a tweet congratulating Jushin Thunder Liger on his legendary career. Um, PWG's Twitter account wrote about Liger, the greatest junior heavyweight wrestler of all time. And ROH uploaded Liger versus this guy named Brian Danielson. What was what was he called? I believe it was the <laughs> Ottoman Boya. <laughs> Uh, oh, Dragon. Damn. Jay Lethal, Grits Gresham, Jeff Cobb, and Dan Maff versus Silas Young, Josh Woods, Beer City Bruiser, and Brawler Malonis has been added to Ring of Honor Reign Supreme Irish Potato Road, yes. January the 12th, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Good Lord. Let's make plans to attend, fans. That's uh, What do you say? That's coming up soon, right? That's next weekend. Yeah, shit. I'm off next weekend. You want to go? Why not? Yeah, let's do it. I love just, I like being spontaneous. But you know what? I, I was going to mention, I did see something over the weekend about ROH and I didn't realize that uh, the dude, um, see, Wardlow keeps coming to my mind, but that's not who it's. Um, does it have the matches there by any chance that you're looking at? What? Let me take a look at some um, of the matches here. I'm hoping he, if he's on the card, um, let me see. But there's a guy on there who used to be on CWF Hollywood who I liked a lot. And he was kind of like a vampire type gimmick, but um, it's like a one word name. God, it's around the tip of my tongue. Uh, I don't see anything. Oh, here we go. Let me see this. Honor reigns supreme. Let's mm-hmm. see, see if I get the see if I can get the fucking thing here. It's one of those things where it's sending me to about twelve different links I have to click on. Uh, of course, it's loading up now. Oh, they don't have a card, but they do have tickets still available. We got good seats for like thirty five bucks, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Now, if Brad Shepard does show up and we do see him, you're not gonna have to kick his ass, are you? Uh, I don't know. It. If I start hearing my name from the bathroom, we might have to. It was you know. weird because he was saying shit on Twitter about the fucking AEW that I agreed with, and so was Jimmy Corderas. And I, I hate know both I saw of, that man. That's I, weird. It was. I hate both of those fuckers. And I never want to agree with them, but in, they were fucking right. God, it sucks. If am I mistaken, or did you? It was was that did that happen like twice? Yes, with, a couple with, of times. Okay. I mean, I, honestly, Jimmy Corderas is a way less of an asshole than Brad Shepard, but you know, he sets a pretty high bar. Right. Yeah, I don't see the I don't see the fucking card. It's well, I mean, I, I was just going to yeah, I was just going to um, mention that I, that I didn't realize this guy that I can't think of his name 
it was in um, ROH until this weekend. And I'm like, oh, man, I really like that dude uh, when he was in CWF Hollywood. But you know, you know why we should go to the matches next weekend? Because you know who's not in ROH now? Uh, <laughs> boom, boom. Boom, boom. He could boomity boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, when his, when his ass did, did, was it? Well, I, I know it had it couldn't have been just me. I was going to say, was it just me on on power when when he came out with Eli? Didn't you want Eli just to knock the shit out of him? Maybe one of these days. Uh, if Eli just, if Eli knocks the shit out of him, even if it's like a work, I'll buy another Eli shirt. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't have any problem with that. I'll do that. Man, that's going to be great. Next weekend, Irish Potato Road. Fuck. Irish, God, this, God, we just can't get enough Irish Potato Road. God damn right. It's like our home away from home, dude. I could, you know, I, I used to have, it used to bother me because I couldn't figure out how to get there. But now I think I can get there with my eyes closed and spun around. That's exactly right, dude. And you're like, when I murder you, I'm going to bury your body next to fucking Irish Potato Road, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Speaking of him, let me say this about him real fast, about Cornette. Why I want to say this is why I take up for him up until this time right here. I'm, I'm tired of taking up for him. I'm, I'm, I'm really actually I was after the whole NWA bullshit. I, I'm not going. To, I, I said I'm not taking up for him anymore. But the first time, and I probably told you this at some point, but the first time we went down to Charlotte, or like the only time I guess we went down to Charlotte when. Uh, he was down there and I, we met him the first time and we were actually, I think we were getting ready to leave. And, and I'm like, let me go see if I can get a picture with Cornette real fast. And, and I went over there and I'm like, Hey Jim, I said, how much for a picture? He goes, Oh, for just a picture, we'll just do it. You know? And so he did it for free. He did. Well, he said, I don't charge you for it. He said that. No. specifically, Yeah. Yeah. And he was just, and, and I thought he was the nicest dude. So we, I, you know, just said hello to him and maybe chatted for a second or two, but, I'm like, my whole perception of him was like, wow, man, what a cool dude, you know? Uh, nobody, he's not trying to hound you for money, and he just, you know, he was, enjoys meeting people, apparently, and take a big, so I, 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 I was, I mean, I think you he's know. mostly been fair with the fans, but I also think as fake as, as Colt Cabana is with his public persona, I think Jim is just, is just as fake. But see, but don't you think the times that we've seen him at WrestleCade, he's been very he's been nice to us he's, I he's feel been, like when I showed him the artwork for the podcast that time and he said it was I, I thought there was a moment there for about half a second when he was going to snap and destroy me but then he started smiling he, he thought, just started oh, shaking his head oh it's a rib you guys are not really into it you don't think it was a great idea I'm like, no, right, no right, it's right. not I don't right think right right he, but I understand if he was going to go into us if we did thought think it was a you know great idea but but yeah, and even that, and the times he was there with the with the the Midnight Express and stuff, and he, he's always been accommodating and welcoming. He has, and me. he's he's tried and, and he tried to save that roast, which was so shitty that night. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's so weird that they wouldn't be mean to Jim Cornette when Jim Cornette is just mean to fucking everybody all the time. I, you know, it's almost like they didn't want to say anything bad because they were afraid that he was going to get mad and say something. To them. But the problem is, he's going to say something to them whether they say something to him or not. I'm motherfucking buddy laying down and fucking murder you. <laughs> make you choke on your dick. Here's the uh, meet and greet appearances at um, ROH's. Okay. Um, and there, there it is. There's, they've got the map on there and everything. <laughs> you, you can get your picture taken. Um, yeah. For thirty bucks, Angelina Love, 
Dragon yeah. Lee, Marty Scroll. Yeah. Hey, baby. That, mm, PCO. Mm. And uh, who else? Oh, Rush. Delut, 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 delut. <laughs> Brian, no. come over here and have your picture taken with me. <laughs> Donald Trump is the greatest president we've ever seen, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, uh, let me just say this: uh, if you are juicing, you are losing. Uh, um, these this is it. the Briscoes will battle Dalton, Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. Okay, I don't get that. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That sounds good though. Ray, I, yeah. Uh, just weird. Ray Horace against uh, Andrew Everett. Oh, Andrew, how about that? Yeah, I love how certain people like make a big deal out of, uh, I was at the shitty dick face boys club in Burlington. Trevor Lee showed up. <laughs> it's not like you were rooting for Trevor Lee before anybody else was. And people around you went, hey, nobody ever roots for Trevor. What's up with you? Are you related? That literally fucking happened to me at the former CWF Sportatorium. Like a woman goes, Nobody really ever roots for Trevor. Why are you why are you rooting for him? Now you see, bitch. Uh Ray Horace and Andrew Everett square off in Concord. Um because Andrew Everett's uh, dad was one of the owners of CWF. Mark Haskins and Tracy Williams take on Vincent and Bateman. In Bateman. Bateman. There you go. Yes. Jason Bateman. You love that. Jason guy. Bateman. Yeah. He was great. Viral sensation Alex Zane takes uh, makes his ROH debut against Bandito. Flip and Flamita meet in fantastic first ever singles match in Concord. La Faccion Ingronobolo challenges Villain Enterprises for world six-man title in Concord. Got to tell you, man, I'm not familiar with some of them people. Uh, I'm like Flamito. I don't know nothing, anything about them and some other ones. But you're going to have your picture taken with Rush. <laughs> that, I think we need to go just for that. Yeah, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Greetings and salutations, folks, here on Irish Potato Road. With half of my wrestling boots tied behind my back to make it fair. Uh, Bryant can be followed on social media at Price Sports for Twitter and Instagram. I can be followed at Britt Whitmire, and don't tell Jim Cornetti he'll block me. No shit. Uh, at Katie Vick Alive. That's the blocked account. That's on Twitter. I'm at BW for Reels on Instagram, BDUB, number four, R E E L Z. And what else? Oh, yeah. Shop at our Amazon store. It's katievick.com. Till next time, fans. We'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.